you know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. And the music means it's time for us, us being those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton in the studio. He's Jeff Smith, somewhere in the parking lot, I think, at the... Uh, By the Timbergate Golf Course. In Edinburgh, Indiana. I got an email today that asked me what my swing speed was. And I was like, <laughs> I have no idea. I'm sorry, you know? How about the answer is too low? Yeah, well, the answer came back and said, well... I would imagine you're like 75% of all golfers and your swing speed is under 100 miles per hour. And I say, yeah, that sounds fair. You know, I'm old and decrepit. I can't swing all that fast. But we have discussed multiple times on the show that swing speed is the answer to distance, right? Well, look, let's still assume that we're going to hit a ball. <laughs> right. No, I mean, all things being equal. As, as right. long as, as you hit center face contact, then the variable, with the only variable being swing speed, saying that everything else is going to work as it should, the swing speed, the higher the speed, the better the well, ball flight. Yes? Yeah, there's truth in if we're going to hold the constant in this conversation, if we're going to hold it as the constant where I'm still going to hit the center of the face. Right. And the angle of... Uh, attack on the golf ball is really gonna you know be still pretty good slightly on the up right right well level to up is what we're then adding club head speed it's a major player at that point okay yeah i read further into this email and what they were trying to do was convince me that there was a club that would work much better for me because uh, of my slow swing speed yeah. which i said yeah let, let me ask jeff if that is indeed the case <laughs> but then I decided I didn't need to ask Jeff because I knew what Jeff would say. So let's talk about increasing swing speed because there are ways you can do that for your students, aren't, aren't there? Yeah, there's a lot of ways. Look, we got a handful of minutes to talk about this. So let's talk about it in big categories. Just talk about what the categories are for a minute, and then we'll get into each little category. How's that? It sounds like a like a, a full hour show to me. I, I think we could do it. Okay. All right. So let's think for a second about the big categories of how to get more club head speed. And we're not talking about angle of attack. We're not talking about center face contact. We're just going to, how the heck do I move my club head faster? Right. All right. So there's the category of hands and arms. Okay. There's the category of how do I generate it using the ground and pushing and torquing my body against the ground. Okay. Right? Three big categories. Well, we missed Use the, the second ground, one. Hands and arms, uh -huh. and then using the ground. Okay. And then the category of my body and my core strength to do this. Okay. So let's use the hands and arms part first. Okay. All right, let's start with the biggest thing that kills your club head speed, and that is tight squeezing grip, right? Oh, okay. You, sir, you, sir, Mr. Club Squeezer out there, you don't have to have it to be uber soft that the club could fall out of your hands. Right. No, folks, we don't. Not the issue, right? It is the wrists 
and forearms and upper arms have to be supple. Now, I'm not going to say we're going to hold things at about a, a level of a two out of a 10 scale on grip pressure. No, I'm not saying that. What I am saying, though, is that they have to be able to speed the club head and the wrists must be able to act like wrists, which they cock on the way back and they uncock on the way down. And if you're holding on so tight that you're losing the the ability to cock it on the way back and uncock it on the way down, you, sir, Mr. Grip Squeezer, have killed your own club head speed because that is one of the things when you can snap your wrists and get that club through there, it is a speeder. It's a speeder upper. Yeah. We want to keep all the speeder uppers. So all of you out there who are squeezing the daylights out of this thing, you know who you are. I'm calling you out. <laughs> if you know that you're a club squeezer, just understand that you, sir, are putting on the brakes of your wrist action, which is snapping the club head down to the ball faster, and you slowed that down. So, quit so doing stop it. it. <laughs> right. Quit doing it. All right. Now, hand and arm speed. So here's what I want you to do for hand and arm speed. I want you to get away from a golf ball for a minute. And I want you to stand with your feet together and your knees together and make some golf swings that you feel like your hands and arms are just whipping the club around your body as fast as you can. Whipping the club around your body. Okay. You got to feel the wrist cock on the way back. You got to feel the club head being flung down in the ball area and up and back around you. Now, why did I put your feet together? So that you're not doing anything except trying to speed your hands and arms because this is the hand and arm conversation. Okay. This isn't the, hey, Jeff, wouldn't I be better off if I said, oh, let's do a step drill and step toward the target and then do it. Yeah, okay, we could do that in a minute. But for right now, we're talking about hands and arms, hands and arms, hands and arms. All right. So what I want you to do now is I want you to take the club in your hands and I want you to flip it upside down and put the head of the club behind your hands. And you are gripping the teeny tiny shaft end where the head is right by the hosel. Okay. So you now have the weight of the head behind your hands and you have nothing out in front. And I want you to make some very fast golf swings and listen to the whoosh. Okay. Make the whoosh really loud. <laughs> like really loud. As loud as you could possibly make it. You are whooshing the stick. And okay. your hands are in charge of the flinging of the stick. And the feedback that you get is the loud whooshing. Loud, loud, loud. Okay. So... The louder you make it, the faster it went. But let's talk about where that whooshing sound is. Because, John, let's say we're talking about right-handed golfers because most of us are. Right. So, lefties, sorry about your luck. I'm going to start using some righty language on you right now. <laughs> okay. Do you want the club to go fastest by your right leg or your left leg, John, your right-handed golfer. Where do you want to hear that sound? Whoosh the loudest left leg, 
left leg because it's the front leg. It's the one close to the target. Right. So you want the speed to be more out front. You don't want the speed to be at the back leg because if it is, you'll hear it. You'll hear the whoosh by your back leg, which means it's slowing down coming into the ball. Clearly, we don't want that. No. No, sir. <laughs> so let's make sure that when we're doing this, we're going to now start to turn our bodies fast and hard. And we're going to snap those wrists and we're going to listen for this whoosh sound. Okay. And we're going to make sure that the whoosh sound is at the left leg, the front leg. And your All legs are still together, touching. Yes. Okay. And then we're going to do the same thing now with that stepping drill. So your legs are going to start together on the way back. Then you're going to step toward the, the target and turn and swing as fast as you can swing and listen for the whoosh at the left leg. So you did the whooshing a bunch of those drills with your feet together and hear it. And now you're actually going to hear it when you're stepping toward the target and then swing. So it's a step and a swing, a step and a swing, a step and a swing. Got it? Yeah, so you stepped before you start the downswing? Absolutely. That's why I said it, a step and a swing. Okay. Right? Got to step gotcha. toward the target first, then start swinging. And that whoosh noise better be at the left leg. Okay. Now, we've done this with a golf club now. We've turned it upside down. We've put the weight behind it. Right. What other things could we do to swing that would generate the hands and arms to swing it faster? Oh, that rope deal we talked about a couple of weeks That's ago. Right. Work. Got a rope thing, right? Yep. Get some rope, folks. Go get a couple, you know, a big strand of rope, you know, 20 feet of rope or so, loop it a few times. So the total length of the rope is now looped and it's about hip high. Okay. Take one end of it up. So you got a handle. Right. And start swinging that bad boy as fast as you can swing it around you. Guess what? You're going to flog yourself. It's going to hit you in the back mm -hmm. on the way back. And then that's going to be the change of directions. And you're going to swing that sucker and get that rope going as fast as you can around the front. Right. Get ready, folks. You're about to flog yourself. Okay. <laughs> but it speeds up your hands. Okay. Right. What else could we use? Well, a simple yes or no, because we're running out of time here. Yeah. But, but like, uh, yeah. Would an orange whip or one of those practice devices work? Those don't work as much for your hands and arms as okay. you think they do, the orange whip. Okay. Right? The, All right. the That blue club, the lag master, whatever, laginator, uh -huh. lag pie or whatever. I can't remember <laughs> the name of the thing, whatever the right. heck it is. Yeah. Anyway, that blue shafted orange whip thing that's got a club head on it. I forget what it's called. Yeah. I anyway. That's not really for hands and arm speed, and that's what we're talking about. So what you want okay. is something lightweight for hand and arm speed, nothing heavy for hand and arm speed, and we're looking to move it fast. So uh, swing trainer aids kind of like those speed sticks or the stack system, okay. right, where they've got these things and you've got interchangeable weights on the end. Okay. Those are we helpful. Can, and we can put a, a, a link in the, in the show notes uh, on the website for people to be able to look and see what you're talking about specifically yep. there. We've got uh, many more techniques and we're going to get to them when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys and you're going to swing faster if you just hang out with us. Do you use golf for your business? Should you use golf for your business? Would you like to use golf for your business? Back nine advisory board on Facebook. Go there. It's absolutely free. Join now.
Attention individuals and businesses struggling with tax debt during the COVID-19 pandemic. The IRS Deputy Commissioner has just announced the Taxpayer Relief Initiative. To take advantage of the new program, you need to call United Tax Fix right now. United Tax Fix will help you settle your tax bill for an amount you can afford, remove or reduce penalties, stop negative collection actions, and negotiate affordable monthly payments. Don't ignore your tax bill. Negotiate and resolve your tax debt now. And take advantage of the new Taxpayer Relief Initiative program. Even if you've been rejected or turned down in the past, you may qualify for a settlement under these new guidelines. Here's the bottom line. If you're struggling with your tax bill, you can't afford to wait. You need to call United Tax Fix right now. For a free phone consultation, call 800-762-2768. That's 800-762-2768. 800-762-2768. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us. Facebook.com slash golfguys. And thanks for hanging. We are back. So obviously you want to swing faster, right? Swing speed yeah. increases, we everything do. else being done correctly, then you're going to hit the ball uh, a little farther down the road, yeah. the cart path or or the fairway, whatever you want, wherever you deem to hit the ball most often. So we've talked about working on the hands and arms. And then you've got a step drill. You can go into greater detail on that. Now this kind of gets into the second thing I talked about, about how do we push off the ground? Right. So, you know, all right. So there's two connections to the club or to the connections in golf, right? Well, your hands to the club and the feet on the ground. Mm -hmm. Now, if we were just thinking about this going, Hey, we're just floating in the air. Do you think we'd be able to generate any club head speed at all? We'd be floating in the air. And and then every motion we made would be kind of like, worthless because there's no we can't push against anything to propel our bodies right all right so here's the thing the people who stand let's say a little bit too straight-legged and a little bit too flat-footed they're basically taking their leg strength out of the equation and they're effectively upper body and arm swingers only because they're really not generating anything because they're not really pushing into the ground to push off of. Now, when I say push, I do mean push downward into the ground, like straight down. Because then every motion we make, the twist and the lateral bump and then the, the stand up, those three things all happen with greater force and can generate more speed and power because we actually used our bodies to put pressure into the ground to propel our bodies in the way that we do it in a golf swing with more force and energy. This makes a lot of sense when I say, if I say, hey, John, let's think about a runner in a starting block. They have their foot up against something and they're about to push against it to help propel them, right? Right. How about a pitcher on a mound? He puts his foot up against that rubber and digs the little space that he can put his legs so he can push off against it. Or the batter. And the means. batter doing the same thing, right? Yeah. You see him digging in. You see him angling their foot inward. So when they push, they generate force. 
And people don't think about that in golf, but they should. How about a, a basketball player who's running and then stopping and his legs, you know, foot slams into the ground, his leg braces, and then he jumps up. He jumps up higher than if he just stood there, right? Let's imagine yourself, John, just imagine yourself trying to dunk a basketball right now. We're going to let you do this, John. We're going to break out a six-foot rim for you. I want you to, to run up and jump and then dunk the ball. Isn't Don't you jump a little higher when you get a little momentum and you push into the ground and jump up? Oh, hell yeah. But if you were just to stand flat-footed and just barely had any flex in the legs at all, and then tried to jump, you wouldn't have any force, right? So right. all these things that we do, the lateral move, the little bump to the, to the forward side, the twist going forward to the target, and the stand-up, all are things that we do in our lower body and how we're connected to the ground and how we use that to push against the ground to propel ourselves, to give ourselves more force, more energy into the swing to speed the club head up. Many times on on coverage of PGA, they usually use Justin Thomas because he does this every time. When he finishes his swing, his right foot basically is off the ground. Yeah, because by the time the club gets there, he's already generated a bunch of force. Mm -hmm. It's this force that sped up the club. Now, let's think about the timing of these things for a second. Let's use Justin Thomas for this example because you just brought him up, and it's a great example where you see him, and he twists, and then he effectively jumps, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's in the air, so he had to propel himself at that point. Let's use his total time of his downswing from the top of it all the way down to impact. He's under a quarter of a second. All right, so the force that he generates is the force that moves the club fast. Right. So part of his force is twisting force. Part of his force is jumping force, right? All right, so all that stuff has to happen so early on in that less than a quarter of a second swing that it's effectively happening from where his hands are at the top until his hands get to somewhere near hip high. That quarter of the swing right there that's when all those forces happen so that way the club is just speeding up because you know that force creates the motion the guy you know we can't move anything without some force making that happen right so we have to create the force that creates the speed so all that force creation is in that top half of that quarter of a second and the bottom half is faster that's what speeds up the club. Yeah. So, yeah, he's jumping, but all the force that he used, he pushed into the ground. He twisted and he pushed into the ground. He jumped when he pushed into the ground. That all that happened early. Right. In a quarter of a second. Yeah. So maybe in the first, say, 16th of a second, that happened. Yeah, That's a lot, man. Yeah. That's a whole lot going on in a very small amount of time. And way too much to be able to think about it. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I was working with a guy the other day, and we were talking about this very thing, because what I did is I got him to do what he did, but I got him to do it earlier in his downswing, and he picked up six miles an hour on his driver. Wow. Like, in two minutes' time. And he looked at me, he's like, all you're trying to do is get me to do what I already do, but do it faster? I said, yep. So he got him to do it faster, sooner in the swing. You say faster or earlier? Earlier in the swing, sooner in the in the downswing. Gotcha. And so his club head speed picked up by six miles an hour. And then I got to got him to do it harder and faster. 
Okay. In that, and harder and sooner. And then it picked up another four miles an hour. And I gave the guy 10 miles an hour faster in his driver club head speed inside of 10 minutes. Wow. 10. So that's, that's a mile a minute. He looked at me and was like, this is not possible. And I said, this is possible. And you're the one doing it. He's like, what kind of magic is this? And I said, <laughs> it's just me understanding time. Right. Okay. Me understanding Mr. Mr. Time Lord on the clock. Mm-hmm. They're just it's time. Right. What can I get somebody to do in the right amount of time? Hey, now, is this an at, exercise that do you use your force plates for? I absolutely force plates are measure measuring tools. Okay. It doesn't tell me what to do. It tells me how much force they're generating and when they're generating them and where in the golf swing they're generating them. Right. So, so that's that, what the force plate lets tell. you know where where to how to get them to do it sooner. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Right. And so then they see that and they see it's tied directly to the launch monitor and they go, okay, so I'm measuring my speed at regular. And they say, it's, you know, here I am at 96 mile an hour. And next thing you know, he's at 106. Yeah. And he's like, uh, wait, are, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. Go look at your ball data now too. And the ball just got hammered and he's out there, you know, like 25 more yards. He's looking at me like, wait, whoa, huh? I don't feel like I'm doing anything different. I said, you're just being more aggressive and you're doing it a little bit sooner. And he's like, oh, I can do this. Like, yeah, I know. That's the cool part. You just got done doing it. So all these people that are not yet good at getting people to do things at the right time, they got to understand that the right time is important. Um, Because if you don't do it in the right time, it's too late. It's worthless right. to do it too late because then the club won't speed up because by the time the forces could make the movement faster, the club's already at the ball. Gotcha. Okay. So we, we care about the time that we do it. You know, one of the things that people keep talking about is a weight shift. Um, and let me just make yeah. sure that, that everybody's on the same page, but in the, when, in the takeaway of the club, you're right-handed. Should the bulk of your weight be on your right side? And then when when you come through, that weight shift goes to the left. But with, with which well, foot? For about a third of the population, yes. And about a third of the population, it stays very much in the center. And about a third of the population, it's actually uh, at the top of the backswing, there's more weight and pressure on the front foot. Okay. Like, go turn on your television and look at, Bryson DeChambeau. At the top of his backswing, he is fully loaded on the left side, on the front side. Okay. He's already over there. Yet, Tiger Woods is more in the center. Okay. Go back Go back in the day and look at Payne Stewart. He's very much on the right side. Yeah. Back to the target. Everything's on the right leg. Nothing on the left. And then turns and reverses it, right? Right. Okay. There's about a third of the population doing it in those three ways. Okay. All right. Yeah. So again, it's it. The answer is it depends. You hate that, I know. I know because it's you know I mean it's so generic. You, know? you want you want there to be this absolute. I do. I do. I mean and, you know, but I know there isn't. But alas, it would be so much easier for us all <laughs> if there were. Okay. So there's a third technique we're going to get to when we come right back. Again. 
hang with us and you are going to swing faster 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 we are those weekend golf guys hang Hi, this is John Ashton, and I am looking to eat better this year. If you have made the resolution to eat better this year, we have a deal for you that's going to make it so easy and delicious. It's called Green Chef. They are the number one meal kit for eating well. No matter what kind of lifestyle you're looking for, let's say keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit, Mediterranean, even gluten-free, and whatever you choose, you can get it through Green Chef. Now, the recipes feature organic produce, premium proteins, sustainably sourced ingredients. And you know that if you do this Green Chef meal kit deal, you will reduce your food waste by up to 38% versus grocery shopping. You need to go to greenchef.com slash weekend60 and use the code weekend60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Greenchef.com slash weekend60 and use the code weekend60 to get 60%, that's 60% off plus free shipping. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're still here, so obviously you want to go faster. All right. Jeff said, let's recap. There's three techniques to getting a faster swing speed. One, of course, is arms and legs. The other is force and, and legs. I mean, arms and body is the first one. Legs is the second with pushing off. What's the third? The third is the core, right? Because okay. you know this is where an awful lot of, let's just call them the softies. Um, you all can figure out what I mean by that. Yeah. So let's say that you don't have a lot of core strength, right. the body rotation, the muscles that are tight. That means you're going to have a hard time changing directions from the backswing to the downswing in a nice, abrupt. With that are the people who have a, a softer core. And so... This is the one that always upsets a lot of people. They're oh, like, go ahead. You can say the guys who haven't gym. guys who haven't seen their feet for a while. Yeah. Okay. Or just the people who, you know, they might not have a, a large midsection, but they're just soft. Right. They're, they're the ones that really struggle with all this. I, I know that this is going to hit home with a lot of folks, but how do we do this better? This transition from backswing to downswing is a matter of strength and ability to torque the body. If you can do that in a hard fashion and an abrupt fashion, you can generate a lot more speed. But if you're a slow body transition from backswing to downswing, then you've got trouble speeding the club. Let's make sure that we understand. John, imagine the backswing. You've Mm -hmm. completed it. And then how quickly can you transition to be turning the other direction? That's what I'm talking about. Right. That little burst, we like to call it the transition because that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. I was going one direction. Now I'm going another direction. That's what this is. 
So if we can pull this off, we can burst. So how do we train a more aggressive transition without going to the gym? A couple of weeks ago, you said that that rope technique would help in that Uh particular area. It does. So let's take our rope again. Right? Put it in our hands and start swinging it back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and go gently at the beginning and then start to speed it up. Now, do not make one swing and then stop and one swing and then stop and one swing and then stop. That's not what we're talking about. Continuous. And now talking about change of directions back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. This is where you'll want to put some padding on your back because uh-huh. this rope drill really helps you do this, but you will be flogging yourself with that rope. Right. That's the big deal. It's important to know that if we can do that, we can also do it by taking a club and sticking it across our chest. Like we've got our our hands and arms crossed on our chest and we're just twisting to the right, twisting to the left, twisting to the right, twisting to the left. That is the motion. Right. Now let's add some resistance to the motion. Go get some of those rubber bungee cord things that you could get at Walmart. But when you do this, you can hook them up to something like the club laying across your shoulders and tie that bungee to the club head and start doing that twisting action against that resistance. And then take that thing and put it across your hips and your thighs, and then do that twisting action so that you're resisting the twisting. We want to make sure that there's always a little bit of tension on this at the very beginning, and you get explosive turning toward the target. So we're talking about the hips, and we're talking about the chest. Okay. So let's make sure, folks, that you have a good, you're planted into the ground and your your tension is on your little bungee cord all across your clubs. And you've got it strapped across your chest. And you're just going to try to twist that chest as hard and fast as you can all the way to your target. And you'll start to feel the resistance in the core. All those muscles that are from the shoulders down to your down to your rear end mm-hmm. are going to be activated and engaged and you're going to be twisting hard and essentially doing it with a whole bunch of resistance because it strengthens everything. Gotcha. Everything, okay. everything, everything. We All want right. that. We want that. Um, works, works for the, me, man. The, the next thing about core strength now we can do stuff that is using the ground. We've got our legs planted into the ground. And then we can use the core strength to twist against it. My legs are firing. My core muscles are firing. And my upper back muscles are firing all in this twist toward the target manner. Okay. And what we're trying to do is make this transition happen sooner and faster. And if we can do that sooner and faster, we've got the third piece. 
Yes, earlier we talked about the hands and arm speed. Second, we talked about how do we use the ground to torque our body and push into the ground to generate more force. And now we're talking about that center section of torquing and twisting the hips, the chest, all of it to the target. And so if we can train these pieces, we get massive increases in club head speed. Massive. And is it an either or or all or nothing? No, I do all. Okay. I do all. I don't want to see somebody only working on one piece of the action and ignoring the others. Okay. Because if you stood there and took it as took this conversation as, well, Jeff said there are three ways to go about this. I'm going to choose just this one. You'll only get a little bit done and you'll probably throw off the sequencing of your golf swing to either speed up your hands and arms so much that it's out of sync with your body because now your body is the slow piece. Okay. Or you torque your body so much that your body is so explosive that the hands and arms never catch up and now the hands and arms are the slow piece. Or that you use the ground so much that you use that piece so much that that fourth generation didn't help the other two speed up because he didn't train them what to do. Gotcha. Right. So I use all three. That's the big deal. So as we're talking about speeding the stinking club, there are some simple things that we can do. And I like the cheap stuff. So let's go through with the cheap stuff. We've already talked about the rope. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about a big rope, a long stretch of rope, like a 50-foot section of rope. Okay. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go get a 50-foot section of rope that's about as the the width of your thumb. So that's like a 5-8-inch rope or 3-quarter-inch rope. And I want you to get about a 3-foot piece of 3-quarter-inch PVC pipe. Okay. Both of those combined should probably cost you about 12 bucks if you went to one of the big box hardware stores and got it. Gotcha. And I want you to take one end of the rope and I want you to run it through the end of the PVC pipe until it sticks out the other end and tie a massive knot at the other end. So now you've got a long handle to hold, a three foot stick with a handle on it. And the rope is at the butt end, like the butt end of a club. And then I want you to start to swing that thing freely so that gigantic long strip of rope is going back and forth and back and forth in front of your face. And I want you to tie down the other end of that 50-foot rope. Put a stake in the ground, put a weight on it, something that won't let the end of that rope move. And this waving of the rope with golf back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. So I want you to do this, but don't stop. Remember to go straight back and straight through across your body and make this gigantic wave. It's a lot like when you go to the gym and you watch these people grab these big stinking ropes and they go up and down and up and down and up and down with the ropes. And all they're doing is they're working their shoulders, but that rope is up and down and up and down. looks like a wave. Right. Well, this one's just a horizontal wave. Gotcha. Okay. Man, let me tell you that one thing, that one stinking thing of one gigantic long 50-foot piece of rope in a, a three-foot section of three-quarter inch PVC with a it tied on the butt end of it will make everything that we've just done stronger. 
your cool. forces that you generate in the ground are stronger. The core muscles that your body uses will get stronger and your hands and arms will get stronger because you're now pushing this weight back and forth, this waving and this thing back and forth and back and forth. John, you will be tired. Good, but you'll also be swinging faster. That's right. Come, we'll come back and we will recap everything here in just a bit. Again, hang out because you want to hit the ball farther. You want to swing faster. Don't leave us now. Why don't you follow us on Twitter? It's very easy. Just go to twitter.com. We are at WKND Golf Guys. WKND Golf Guys on Twitter. Ka-ching! Man, I love that sound, and that is the sound of another sale on Shopify. You know Shopify. It's the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. So whether you're selling putters or pottery, Shopify simplifies selling online and in person, and you can focus on growing your business. It's packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth. Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand, and you don't have to learn any new skills in design or code. Shopify even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. And once you start selling, Shopify makes getting paid simple by instantly accepting every type of payment. It's enough talk. It's your turn. Get serious about selling and try Shopify today. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash golfguys. Go to shopify.com slash golfguys. Take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash golfguys. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us, facebook.com slash golf guys. Okay, we are back. We are those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. And Jeff Smith has just delineated chapter and verse on things that you need to do, the three things you need to work on in order to swing faster. Now, you've got your arms and hands. You've got your legs pushing off on the ground. And you've got your core strength. Those three things need to be worked on in concert together in order to provide a faster swing speed. One of his uh, cl clients, he's done 10 miles an hour improvement in 10 minutes. So how would you, how would you, Mr. Jeff, just uh, give it to us, run it down and let us know, basically recap what you're talking about here. There we go. Yeah. Okay. All right, I just got back in the room here. I don't know what's been going on. Yeah, just recap, okay. re recap for us and and uh, let us right, let us it. know, put it all together. All right, so okay, so the big deal today, we wanted three different areas. The big picture was we've got three separate areas that we can improve ourselves so that we can swing a club faster. The first area we talked about was your hands and your arms, getting them to move faster. And first, we had to take away the tension. So for all you guys that are out there club squeezers, your wrists and arms don't get to work as fast because your joints are too stinking tight. That's no fun. Right. So no matter how good you are at the other two categories, which were 
using the ground, pushing against it so we can twist and run and jump and twist and turn and do those things faster and harder. Or the other category of I can torque my body. I can change directions very fast. I can go from backswing to forward swing very quickly by rotating my body back the other direction very quickly. Didn't matter if those two parts got better, if you're still squeezing the crap out of things, because the hands and arms are the end of that chain, right? The body starts, the, the lower body creates the force, the, right. the, the core creates that torque that goes around, and the hands and arms are the things that flings at the end. Well, if we just slowed down the things at the end by squeezing the snot out of things and adding tension there, well, now all of a sudden, we've slowed the whole thing down right. instead of sped it up. So it's been, if we did the other two and we worked hard at doing the other two, we'd effectively have been wasting our time. <laughs> Indeed. And, and Which one many of the biggest of us things have that done I see for years. Actually. Yeah. Right. One of the biggest things that I see in an awful lot of golfers is tension. They squeeze. Yeah. They're crazy about it. You know, it's like, Oh my God, I got to squeeze this. I'm like, no, you don't. How about, oh my God, you don't have to squeeze this. Let's make sure you don't, right. but let's not use the word loose, right? We're not trying to ever go loose. We're trying to go soft, soft and supple. We want to be firm enough to be able to use our muscles to speed this club, to speed our hands and arms. It's not like we're looking for limp noodles. So please don't take this as Jeff Smith said, don't squeeze. So I'm going to let the club fall out of my hands. <laughs> no. It's not that either, folks. Loose is a terrible word. It has that implication that things could just come flying out, right? We don't want any part of loose. Loose don't help anybody do anything. Right. What we're looking for is supple. We want to be able to have all these moving parts move well, and we want to be able to take that force that we've generated and that torque we've generated in our bodies to come out of these muscles, and we need them to fire them hard. So think about this as we're turning our bodies and stomping on the ground, and we're going to smash this hammer into this nail. If we don't think about smashing the hammer into the nail part, then all of a sudden we just have loose, floppy arms, and we don't want that either. Okay. We are going to smash, smash, smash. Now let's talk about the last thing that I didn't say any part in the show, but I'm going to summarize. I did summarize this. Now we're going to add this last little piece. Okay. Your trail hand, you know, the one on the back for mm -hmm. all the righties, it's their right hand. Let's make sure the connection to that is a firm connection. I didn't say squeeze folks. Let's just put pressure up against the backside of the shaft with our index finger knuckle, the one that meets the, the hand, you know, the index finger, the first one, mm -hmm. usually that's the one that you're picking the something or other up your face there with, mm -hmm. right? You put that base of that index finger knuckle, you put that on the backside of that shaft and you've got yourself some, all this energy that comes out of your body comes through that joint right there and helps move that club head faster and faster and faster. Okay. It's the hitter. Yep. Okay. All right. Got to do it, folks. It's the got hitter. Some, got some stuff to work on there, people. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. You know what? I give a lot of people a lot of distance because they come to me for that. Right. And I'm always looking at it going, okay, so they're hitting the ball straight enough, straight enough to make themselves happy. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, if they're doing that, well, then let's speed the club up. Let's step on the gas, folks. 
So when you train, get rid of a golf ball and train for speed and make the sound whistle, make that club whistle in your hands louder and louder and louder and louder and louder and swing for speed with reckless abandon when there's no ball around. And then when there's a ball around, of course, you'll dial that back down so you can keep the ball on the planet. Right. But what you're trying to do here is trying to train your brain to make your body work at those speeds. Okay. If they don't work at those speeds and you haven't trained it, it sure isn't going to happen when you add the tension uh, that your mind creates when there's a golf ball in front of you on the golf course. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. That little white so, dot in front of your face changes everything in your, in your mind. Well, it really does. And I tell people this thing right away and they understand me when I say it, I tell them, look, your mind is the breaking mechanism of the, of the whole thing. Your mind has the capacity to slam on the brakes by being anxious, right. by being like, oh, no, I don't want to hit it sideways. Right. Oh, gosh, I'll just slow down. Your mind does it all. Yeah. When you get a bunch of teenagers out there, what are they doing? They're swinging for the fences the whole time, right? Oh, yeah, they're smashing it. They're smashing it. They're understanding that their way to score is to learn what makes a ball hit it straight and then smash it. Right. Yeah. Adults is... who've played the game for a while have seen so many, so much pain on the golf course that they're always being cautious in their mind and it slows right. everything down. And then they complain because they don't hit it far anymore because yeah. they're too busy trying to dink it down the fairway. Cause they're like, Oh boy, can't lose this ball. And then, and then people <laughs> also usually let that club do the work, which in their, in their yeah. own mind means just, just make contact. Don't worry about swinging fast. The, the club will take care of it. Yeah. yeah. That's because marketing works. Yeah. Doesn't it though? That's why. When was the last time you were separated from about six to $700 of your money for a club that'll hit the ball farther? Yeah. It's not the <laughs> club people. It's you. Uh, you want some more of this uh, interesting tidbits of information. Jeff Smith, golfinstruction.com is where you go. Check it out. Or those weekend You can go there and uh, get, you want to ask Jeff a question. He's got an email address. It's simply Jeff at those weekend And he will be kind enough to uh, respond to you. Maybe even use it on the air if it seems to be one of those questions that a lot of people are asking. We would uh, be more than happy to uh, use you as, uh, as you know, as object of uh, lessons or of some, a lesson or two or three or four here on, on the, or the radio. So well, don't it's always hesitate. fun to do that, right? It is. Call in and say, hey, help me with this. Talk me through this. Yeah. Let's it, do it. Let's make a yeah. show of it. And Jeff will be more than happy to, uh, to to fix your problem live on the Redidio uh, in the podcast or wherever you listen. And again, you can listen through thoseweekendgolfguys.com. You can listen on any uh, podcast site. Uh, we are on the air uh, 8 o'clock Eastern time Sunday morning. So do the math for your time zone. And then as soon as uh, at, at 9 o'clock Eastern time on Sunday, the uh, podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. So again, Jeff at thoseweekendgolfguys.com. You got a question, write it down, mail it in, and Jeff will address it uh, on the radio live and uh, we'll, we'll fix you. 
like we have for all of those people today who say, gee, Jeff, how can I swing this club faster? Because you now know the three things you got to work on and uh, you know how to do it. You you know that you can make yourself some training aids rather cheaply, uh, get length of rope, get, uh, get a club you just hold upside down, swing it, listen for the whoosh, and listen for more advice right here anytime you need it. It was weekendgolfguys.com. Yes, Jeff, thanks a lot. And uh, the season's about to start, so we want to make sure that your first drive is the longest of your life. Work on it. Yep. When you go out and play some golf. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.